Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Uh, we have Minnie Murphy with us today. She's a country music singer-songwriter. Surrounded by her talented musical family, Minnie's style was uniquely developed by listening to her mother's jazz records, her father's Kelly. Over a decade, she has been in Nashville working as a writer and recording demos. She's currently a staff writer at Evergreen, where she's been represented for the past six years and where she wrote her upcoming single, Get Over It. And we're excited to have her on the show. So welcome yes, to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, mm -hmm. It's been tough for a lot of people the last 20 months or so with COVID. So how has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this? Well, I mean, I always try to look at the bright side. Um, it was scary at first, but um, I was pregnant. And um, so I had my son right before they did the lockdown. So we got lucky wow. to um, be in the hospital together and um, get out and bring him home before they shut everything down but it was kind of hard because had my parents coming over with their mask on i was a little freaked out at first but, <laughs> you know it was kind of an extended maternity leave so it worked out and it also it, it kind of made me want to you know work on just the home environment and yeah. getting back to simple things and and uh putting together this project i think um this collection of kind of classic retro country was sort of what i was craving in that time i wanted to sort of go back to a sim simpler time and mm -hmm. um a nostalgic feeling of how i grew up in my dad's station wagon listening to country radio and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean you know the world's full of crazy things all the time but um i think that just makes you hold the ones you love closer and and just not take it for granted because we never know how much time we have you know exactly right yes now a lot of people would ask when did you know you wanted to do music but i'd like to go deeper that when did it actually click for you that this could become a career um i think coming from a musical family that's how my parents made their living so um <laughs> yeah I think uh, I was kind of brought up surrounded by that and it is a struggle, but um, you know, there's, it's just the best job in the world. And I think there's a huge payoff to, uh, you know, go deep within yourself and pull yes. out songs out of thin air and, and perform them for people and share your heart and your stories. And, and um, I just remember being like, in probably third or fourth grade and everybody was talking about what they wanted to be when they grew up. And <laughs> I always knew it was music for me because I felt like that was, you know, where I would, it, it kind of felt like freedom there. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. You can say what, you know, explore all of these emotions and, and kind of create your own world. And um, so, and I think just growing up, watching my mom play piano i was always like oh my gosh i gotta learn how to do that and 
and, and then Jamie O'Neill. Yeah. So. so what was it like when Jamie O'Neill took off for you? Oh, yeah. I, well, she would always visit for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> my half-sister and uh, mm -hmm. for my dad's first marriage. So anytime she'd come to visit and we'd have like Christmas parties and she would sing. I was just like, oh my God, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Be crying when she went to the airport to, to leave and um, always looked up to her and watched her do her makeup and everything. And me and my sister yeah. Melissa would just be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> her, like, do her hair and makeup and get ready. And um, so it was really exciting to kind of tell all my friends at school, like, that's my sister. And awesome. <laughs> Did they believe you? Oh yeah, everybody was like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? Um, well, I've really been into feng shui, which is like about the placement of your, um, the things in your home and how that yeah. affects mm -hmm. you. And, you know, like if you happen to have something blocking your doorway, you know, it can mm -hmm. represent like a, a metaphorical block of of opportunities and oh, wow. so I've kind of um, been working on my house and painting and trying to rearrange things and declutter I have so much stuff as you can see it's <laughs> 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 like fun way set up with all these books on top of my piano but <laughs> <laughs> and, you know I just like uh sort of diving into that lately has been one of my passions of cooking and gardening wow. and, mm -hmm. and just <clears throat> playing with my son. <laughs> As you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get the big levels, but even just the career level within entertainment and yeah. music. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think a lot of people sugarcoat this, but let's take a few moments just to tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through even to this day. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, you just never, there's no security in the music business, but, um, my parents raised me to, you know, know that my supply comes from the grace of God. And mm -hmm. um, Amen. it does. Yes. So, you know, if you're, if you just keep a peaceful attitude and stay grateful and give, then I think that um, you always come from that place of having something. Whereas like you, if you're coming from that place that you need, then you're always in that state of lack. So I think my dad always told me the, it's a service, you know, to yeah. perform yeah. and write and, and entertain people. So I try to come from that place of giving and I think um, things kind of come in from from nowhere. You know, people might call me to sing on a demo or, uh, <laughs> you know, like you just never know where it's going to come from. And I think that's exciting, you know, so. Yeah, because, you know, we we feel just like you do, you know, because we're chasing a crazy dream too, just different platform, but still the same dream because, you know, we want to be a big show eventually as we grow yeah. and all that. Mm -hmm. So we feel like, you know, the guests we bring on, we have so much in common with them because we're chasing the same dream. 
Yeah, and it's a great time to, um, you know, if you have that faith size of a mustard seed, you know, <laughs> you build it and you just start, you know, like I was talking to my dad about my single and the last three months. And he said, there's been 302 people that have shazammed your song. And, and like a lot of people would be like, oh, that's nothing. But it's exciting to look and see like, wow, somebody in Thailand has listened to that or, you know, like, <laughs> it's just like yeah. two people and, you know, so, um, and you just build it. And, and uh, so I'm grateful for any kind of time I get to do this for a living. And if it's a coffee shop or if it's a huge stage, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so you're going to perform for us today, right? Yeah. Are you performing the new song? Well, I was actually thinking I would do another song off okay. the um, okay. upcoming album that's sort of based on what we were talking about. It's, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah that perfect. sounds good. Tell that us tell us something about it. it, and then the floor is yours. Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, this song is called The Pick Didn't Fall Too Far From The Strings. Ah, yeah. And um, kind of based on that apple didn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Growing up... Um, seeing my parents make their living performing music and um, uh -huh. yeah that's kind of what the song's about and uh seeing my son loving to play the piano and the guitar oh, yeah. so got him on my album too and, so, <laughs> and also on this song i got my dad to play guitar in the solo so <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> And uh, yeah, so. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yes. Yep. We're ready. We're ready. Yeah. So I'm going to sing it to the track. It's an instrumental track so that you can hear my dad's solo that he recorded on there. Oh, wow. oh that's awesome. He told me I should just call it the pick instead of the pick that I call the strings. But uh, yeah. I like the long titles because um, back in the day in country music, they'd have those parentheses in the title, you know? Yes, <laughs> I remember. The pick didn't fall too far from the strings in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love that whole thing about how they, these strange song titles back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, here it goes. All right. Awesome. Will my daddy strum the guitar and my mama play the keys and honky tonks and tabs in the moose last twice a week? I was just a child out of watching set up for the night. Sound checking country rock and he let me take the mic before the doors opened at fight. Yeah, the pick didn't fall too far from the streams. I cut from a long, long line of those who made living with the songs they sing yeah the pick didn't fall too far from the strings oh yeah 
I'm no stranger to the struggle, living off that tip jaw change. It's a damn hard hustle, but I wouldn't change a thing. And I'm proud to say I never worked a day in my life. Cause the labor of love is worth every sacrifice. I was born to walk the Great job. Love, Love the it. song. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> and it was a perfect lead in what we it were just was. talking about to the song. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering yeah. which one I should do. And um, yeah. I was thinking of doing a different one, but then I, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this one. So I guess it was meant to be. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Now we talked a little bit beforehand about the sacrifice, like that song talks about. So let's flip the script and mm. go the other way. What are a few wow moments that's happened through your life so far within music? Sure. So, well, I mean, just getting a record deal uh, my senior year in high school was yeah. amazing. <laughs> but I quickly learned that that's just the beginning of it, you know, because uh, <laughs> yeah. Sony merged with RCA and I lost my deal never got to put wow. my album out but um so that's when i went back to waiting tables but also performing and doing piano bar stuff and singing around town at tootsies and uh sambuca restaurant doing a jazz trio and and uh one night um some movie producers came in and asked me to be in their movie and so wow oh wow and it was the first song that I ever wrote called uh, Bluer Than Blue. And I wrote it when I was like 15. And <laughs> I, it was like, Bluer Than Blue, You Broke My Heart In Two. I thought it was a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty cool. It's jazzy. It's got a vibe to it. And they were like, yeah. no, that's the song. And I was like, are you sure? I, I wrote another <laughs> song. But they were like, no, we want that song. And, and that was just a huge confirmation for me as a writer to get like my first song in a 
big movie and I got wow. to be in the movie and singing in a bar scene and um, starring uh, Michael Clark Duncan and Luke Perry and uh, oh, wow. Mario Van Peebles directed it. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was one surprise that just came out of left field and then um, got to sing back up for Martina McBride oh, wow. uh, at the CMA festival and then Got to sing with my sister Jamie on uh, the Grand Old Opry. That was <laughs> amazing, just walking out on that stage and the lights. Wow. And um, sung with her at the Ryman, and we did the Jay Leno show uh, back when it was Jay Leno. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> yes. and then recently, I've been working with a screenwriter, and we are getting uh, three songs in his upcoming Netflix movie coming out this Christmas mm -hmm. called the Noel Diaries. So that's been really fun because it's like three different genres. Um, oh. we got a jazz song and then a really country duet that I'm singing with uh, Ty Herndon. And, oh. uh, and then the third song is like an R&B, uh, kind of old school R&B Christmas song. And I got my one of my best friends, AJ Wells, to sing that. He's an amazing gospel singer and got to mm. produce it all and get the band together. And and so that was a really fun project to kind of be in charge of, of everything and oversee how it's going to sound and, and mixing it and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's been, I mean, there's been lots of ups and downs. Well, how's Nashville but, been uh, for you? At the end of the day, my dad always told me all that we're left with is the music that we make. So, yeah. And then um, in that Redemption Road movie I was in, one of my favorite lines of the character says, uh, love what you do, love the people you do it with, and love what you leave behind. And wow. that's so amazing. that was, I mean, I just think that, um, you know, there's fame and glory and money and all that stuff that people can get swept into but um the the most rewarding thing is 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 the journey and the and working on the craft and having something that you're really proud of i think mm -hmm. so, so how's nashville been for you i love nashville i mean nashville's such a unique place <laughs> we're moving out there eventually yes oh, awesome. next year or two yeah, it's great. And there's just so many talented people here that move here from all over the world and world-class musicians and, you know, something to do every night. And But yet it has a small town feel and there's a community of um, people that help each other out. And um, so I've been really blessed to uh, just be able to do what I do and, and meet these people and collaborate with such talent. And so I love it here. I you mean, know, I miss the water. That's the one thing. If there was no, then it would be like, you know, talking about, talking about the kind of place Nashville is, I've got a really cool story that happened to our 10 year old, which he was nine at this oh, time. Yeah. But uh, you know, we went last year four times to Nashville. We couldn't get enough of it. And we're going back in April. Oh yes. Um, but we, um, we were down. It was our first night in Nashville. First night ever. For any of us. Yeah. And so we're downtown. We're walking mm -hmm. and we're in front of Honky Tonk Central. And apparently one of the 
whoever was at Honky Tonk Central, the drummers seen little Chris and, yeah, and watching them play, watching them play. So, so they handed, he handed somebody a drumstick to say, go give that to that little boy. So they did oh. that. And we thought that was the coolest thing, oh but God, we had no, but we had no idea where this was about to go. Cause yeah. we crossed the street and we're in front of Burke's Bentley road and we're watching the, uh, the artist there. And she was on stage and she looks back and she sees little Chris with the drumstick. Yeah. So she jumps down and asks him what he'd like to play the drums with them for a song. It was summer of 69. So they so she pulls him through the window. Literally, they pull him out and puts him on the drums and he gets the beat with them while they're playing summer of 69. To a pack so amazing during crowd. He'll always Needless remember to say, that. We were already playing on eventually moving to Nashville anyway, but he sold on Nashville after that night. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, people are so friendly here. Um, you know, there's that Southern charm, and and uh, that's amazing. What a cool story. <laughs> and he'll always have that. Yep, he'll always have that. <clears throat> that's awesome. So as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. But in our show... They get love. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah, well, I mean, working at Evergreen Publishing has been a huge blessing. And my publisher just passed away um, a couple weeks ago. But his his business partner is going to continue with the company. And but my publisher that passed away, his name was Johnny Morris. And um, he just would always say, tee it high and let it fly. And, <laughs> you know, um, he believed in me and stood by me through some really rough times and growing pains. And, um, but we've assembled um, a publicity team, Aristo Media. Um, we love yeah, them. Just love yeah, them. they're awesome. And um, they're family friends. I, I sung at yeah. Christie's wedding. And, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> My dad was really good friends with Jeff Walker, and um, and then we have uh, Brad Helton, who's great with uh, the DSPs and getting on playlists. And um, so yeah, we're kind of just building it, and uh, we got a little radio team that we're doing, pushing the song up, and it's all independent right now, but. Uh, you know, it feels good to just kind of have this family that of people that are working it and uh, just step by step, you know, we're, we're putting that music out there again. And I wasn't actually planning to try to be an artist again, but I think having a son becoming a mom was what made me want to uh, pursue the artistry again so that I could set that example, like never give up on your dreams, you know, because I've had a couple deals that fell through and Mm -hmm. there were times I thought about giving up, but uh, I just love music so much. And uh, when it's in you, it's in you. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us about your new song. Yeah. So um, my current single is called get over it. And um, it's, it's got that nostalgic kind of old school 90s country vibe. Oh, that I love oh, so wow. much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the title was actually my publisher sometimes will give us like assignment rights. And um, mm-hmm. 
he called and said, you need to write this title, Get Over It, which was what <laughs> his business partner had um, come up with, Don Bedell. Mm-hmm. And so we got together with Traft and Harvey and uh, we kicked around some different angles of what that song title could be about. And we just kind of made it a, a good old fashioned drinking song, which is we usually <laughs> end up writing a drinking song if we get <laughs> stuck too long. So, um, And I actually didn't think it was like that great of a song until mm-hmm. um, till we got the track from John Conley and just the way that okay. he plays that guitar. It just has this charm to it. And I just found myself listening to it every morning. And um, that's kind of what inspired like this whole seven song collection. And uh, yeah. I was like, I just want to make an album of, because I always wanted to do like a classic country album because Evergreen's been around for a while and there's a whole catalog of songs that my publisher wrote. And so I recorded one of those. Okay. And uh, he wrote a Randy Travis hit. And wow. So when you walk in the building, there's like the, in the hallway, there's all these billboard charts with those old country titles with the parentheses in the title. Yeah. And just like it's kind of time warp when you walk in there. And, yeah. Um, so it was fun to go through those old catalogs and then write songs that fit with them and hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just put it together. And that's what we've done. So I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Love that. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, yes, our 10-year-old, that we yes. bring on and ask a few questions. So Sandy's, Sandy's going to go get him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's his and name? Christopher. All right. <laughs> and we've got an almost three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show because we are a family affair show. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I got, when once my son said, Mama, I took him in the studio and got that on one of the songs that I wrote for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's nothing like building a brand with your kids. Yeah. I mean, I've, I love my family so much and um, we've always written songs together and I play them everything I write and uh, it's it's always rewarding to kind of bring the family into it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi, Minnie. So what's your favorite food? How are you doing, Chris? Doing good. What was your question? Uh, I, I, said, well, I said, what's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food? Um, probably salmon. Because <laughs> I grew up in the Northwest, and uh, that was my favorite meal that my mom would make was like an Italian salmon with salad and rice. So I love to, to make that. What's your favorite food? Mine is pizza. Oh, yeah. Pizza is probably like a close second. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> okay, so what is for a TV show? My favorite TV show, um, I really like This Old House, which is like a, a bunch of construction and carpenters <laughs> and plumbers and, and guys that that kind of teach you how to fix things yourself. Mm. And uh, I'm just, because we're trying to do it all ourselves. <laughs> I think that's really fun to learn, like how to, you know, build 
walls and you know tree houses and whatever beds for like I've, I've just put on these uh rails for the toddler bed that we've got so that was fun and sawing getting out there with the Hammer, <laughs> the screwdriver and all that. <laughs> What's your favorite show? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob. That's a great one. <laughs> well, my yeah, son loves, loves uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh, Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, you got to watch Yo Gabba Gabba. It's so good. Yeah. And Curious George. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> a good classic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's the favorite movie? Ooh, favorite movie. Um, one of my favorite movies is called I'm Not There, and it's about Bob Dylan, and there's like six different actors that play Bob Dylan, and mm -hmm. it's about all the different personality sides of him, and it's just really artistically done, and um, there's so much poetry in there, and um, it's an amazing film. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh, mine is Dominions. Oh, Dominions. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he loves me. They built a really yes. good brand, I tell you. <laughs> Have you ever seen Rio? Uh, no. Oh, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you like that one, right? Yes. Have you seen uh, Ratatouille? I haven't seen that one yet. Not the little mouse that cooks. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah. It's really, really good. Mm. Oh, bye. Thanks. Hey, nice to meet you. Thank you for the questions. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to be on the show, so he's been on almost every episode. Oh, cool. He's so sweet. Thank you. So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, you know, the first person that popped in my head is my sister, Samantha, because she just passed away. And we always talked about writing and um, we never got to, but she was a really great artist. Oh, wow. wow. But, uh, <clears throat> as far as famous people, I mean, I would love to like sit down with Ray Charles. <laughs> Oh yeah, or, or Leon Russell. <laughs> My huge Leon Russell fan, and um, maybe Whitney Houston. I, I love. Oh yeah, a great one too. Great vocalist. Yeah, to write a song for her. Actually, I feel like I have a song that'd be good for her. But <laughs> <laughs> so this probably has a thousand answers. Oh, but yeah, think least. of the first mm -hmm. thing that comes to your head. What's a song you've heard you wish you wrote? Oh, there's a song called uh, Sweet Music Man that Kenny Rogers wrote. Oh, wow. Okay. And mm -hmm. Reba cut it, and um, Allison Krause cut it. Huh. I love that song um, because it kind of is about this really talented singer. Who kind of rests on his laurels a little bit mm. okay mm -hmm. and um like one of the lines is you surround yourself with people who demand too little of you hmm. oh. and you know it's easy to do when you're like 
successful and um, really charming. And then people want to like, sort of, you know, kiss your butt or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I remember meeting Big Kenny from Big and Rich and Oh yeah. He was surrounded by all these people that laughed at everything he said. And he is really like he's really funny and very dramatic. Yeah. But I remember he looked at me and went, Are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> I could see wow. that it was hard, you know, like yeah. it's like you know, sometimes you don't have people to to check you, you know, and keep you because mm -hmm. everybody wants to keep their job and, and yeah. But um, I think I got off on a tangent. What was the original question? <laughs> now, you know, what's funny is we got a big Kenny story. Oh, we do from, from our first trip <laughs> yep. to Nashville. You, you know, uh, online, they always have where you can look up the celebrity homes and see where they're at. And Christopher and, wanted, and he wanted to, to go out check out yeah. Big Kenny. Yeah. So, so we found the address. Yeah. So we drive to the house. Yeah. Just and we're in front by. of this house. We're not sure if it is his house or not. Because, mm -hmm. um, of course, you never know with addresses online. And we're looking, and this car pulls up on the side, and the window starts to come down. So I'm thinking this person's going to say, um, oh, is that Big Kenny's house? So I thought they, maybe they're kind of sightseeing like us. Yeah. <laughs> and they rolled out, and this woman says, may I help you? And I'm not sure what to say. And I was like, um, we're just driving by and we heard this is Big Kenny's house. So we kind of yeah. stopped and she was like, and matter of fact, it is. And I'm going in there right now because we had our block. Yeah, <laughs> we had to move. So and, 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 and then she was like, well, he's not here right now. Do you want me to say anything to him? I was like, um, and the first thing come to my mind is just tell him Chris and Sandy from the Chris and Sandy show. Stop by. Oh, cool. <laughs> but. <laughs> I had no idea what the you know, yeah, again, it was we just for like the moment. And the funny part about the whole story was I missed the turn to go to the house and we had to go all the way around the block. So if I wouldn't have missed that turn, we wouldn't have caught that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. Now, um, Back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. And one of the questions I asked her was where she would be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living now. She knew where she was going. Yeah. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I mean, I've always kind of had a difficulty committing to one thing because... <laughs> I like so many different styles of music, mm. like growing up listening to like the blues and jazz and my mom lived in New Orleans and stuff. And then my dad's country. And then I was also in close to Seattle. So I love like alternative rock too. And I just want to be able to um, express all the different things that are inside of me because I have like these projects that I, I've never gotten yeah. finished yeah. and put out. Like I have like this jazz album and this <laughs> um, punk rock thing that I did with a friend and um, but everybody wants you to commit to one thing but I just want to learn and grow and push myself into 
writing all kinds of music. And I think, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, getting these songs in this Netflix movie and being able to, to produce a jazz song and an R&B song and write those type of songs as well in the country. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to do that and um, just incorporate everything that I've been interested in and, and learned about. And, and um, like, I just, I did my single in Spanish and um, oh, wow. for the next five years, I hope to, to um, just have fun with it and, and, and feel that um, freedom to push myself into different areas and, and, um, and hopefully, you know, get more songs cut and placed in movies and, and uh, with other artists and, and keep recording and putting out my own music and uh, mm. love to get on some big tours and, and just have a band that I feel like, I mean, I have a band, but I'd love to take that on the road and, and um, really create like a special live performance show. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, something that kind of incorporates all the things I like, like, cause I love like jazz scatting and, um, you know, but maybe doing it in a country way that just kind of melds it all together and yeah. oh, that was stuff like that. So <laughs> I can't say for sure. I try not to. Yeah. I was actually one of the feng shui people I follow on Instagram was talking about a meandering path of um, like if you're in, he had a picture of like these redwood trees and mm-hmm. you can see the path but you could see that it was turning. So you could kind of see what was coming ahead, but at the same time, you couldn't see too far down. Yeah. And so yeah. that makes you present in where you are on the path right now. Right. And so I think it's good to have goals, but I also think we have to be present and grateful and appreciative of where we are right now so that and we don't miss like, all the roses, you know, and yeah. all the beautiful things that are, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. What are some sources of inspiration for you? I mean, definitely my son. Oh, yeah. You know, like um, seeing the way he looks at the world, like he'll laugh at an ant that crawls, you know. I would be like, stop that ant. (laughs) (laughs) Or like he chases our cat around she'll run up the tree and he yeah. just thinks it's hilarious and so I get a lot of joy like um looking through his innocence and his eyes mm-hmm. and uh but yeah I just um I'm really excited to you know work on the feng shui thing because we have so much work to do around here I want to get like my home studio rolling and Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I've been really interested in the way that, um, you know, if you organize things and everything mm-hmm. has its place and how that can affect you and, and make you feel more peaceful and clear headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I've been really interested in and, and just being outside. And oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. such a beautiful day today. And, um, I think 
nature is always inspiring. And, yes. Yeah. Um, and just being still, I think, you know, being a mom of a, he's almost two years old and <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of TVs and, you know, podcasts on and oh, yeah. noise. So I like to have moments of stillness. I feel like that kind of, you know, gives me a chance to yeah. exhale mm -hmm. and, and then receive some inspiration and just kind of decompress. <laughs> yes. That's so important to do. And what would you like for your legacy to be in the music industry? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Um, <laughs> I mean, I just want to make music that relates to people and feels honest and emotional. And, you know, I want to... Um, Maybe if somebody's hurting or has been through similar things, they might listen to the song and, and mm -hmm. might mm -hmm. feel like they have somebody by their side through that, you know, and yeah. Um, I think uh, sometimes it's hard to go into like, painful things but at the same time if you can pull a song out of it and mm -hmm. it really mm -hmm. helps to uh <clears throat> you know go go really deep with it and um i don't know and it could be a happy thing too like I've, absolutely yeah i remember singing a song for a wedding and it was their first dance and oh i saw the bride crying as she was dancing with her <laughs> oh and I almost started crying, and I was like, oh, <laughs> but I had to look away at these people. And, but something about like playing people's weddings always makes me really emotional and um, watching the father-daughter dances or the mother-son dances. And, um, mm -hmm. So I just want to be able to touch people and, um, you know, hopefully have like stuff that they can look up and, and listen to when they want to, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we start to close out here, if you had a friend of yours that wanted to do what you do, what advice would you give that person? Um, well, it all starts with yourself. I think that, um, you know, if you have a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and you don't even have to be able to play an instrument. I mean, you can always learn. It's never too late. But Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey, they didn't play instruments, you know? Mm -hmm. like, I mean, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. like, they had the melodies in their heads. And so it all mm -hmm. starts with that, like, mustard seed, you know? Like, mm -hmm. anybody can create anything. And, you know, if you build it, they will come. I mean, it sounds... <laughs> Cliche, but you can have the whole world come to your door at this time with the especially internet. now because of zoom and all that oh yeah yeah and and i would say surround yourself with people that you know are doing what you want to do do some co-writes with people that have already written a bunch of songs and um just research i mean anything 
is possible and you just have to believe in yourself and um but start with uh start with yourself and and write mm -hmm. it out write out what you want to do write out your song ideas work on them edit them you know rewrite them plan for people but ultimately if you feel like it's good that's what counts you know because nobody knows i mean somebody might say oh it has to be three minutes and it has to be <laughs> you know beats per minute make it an up tempo or don't talk about that and there's all these things that people say but if you believe it's good <laughs> and it feels empowering to you and and true to you then people will pick up on that you know mm -hmm. and yeah. i think that uh so you can build anything if you if you want you know just but do it for the love of it you exactly know? yeah that's what matters <laughs> so tell everybody how they can find you yeah so i'm on um instagram and facebook Minnie Murphy music, TikTok, Minnie Murphy, uh, MinnieMurphyMusic.com is my website and the music's up everywhere on Spotify and Apple and all those popular places. So <laughs> just Google my name and you'll find stuff on YouTube and, and uh, yeah, give me a follow if you, if you like it. <laughs> and, uh, There'll be more music coming out soon. So that was great. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the we show did. today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet y'all. Thanks for having me. That's um, our pleasure. We enjoyed it. Thanks so much for your time today. I hope to see you in Nashville soon. Oh we'll, yeah. We'll Sounds great. Bye. Alrighty.